Hey, it's Tuesday. It's election day. It's November 6th. And I have a quote of the day from Zig Ziglar. He was an American author. He was born today, November 6th, 1926. And he passed November 28th in 2012. And the quote is this. What you get by achieving your goals is not as important as what you become by achieving your goals. And that's your quote of the day. Here are your horoscopes for November 6th from Sally Brompton. Aquarius, you may look calm on the outside, but on the inside there's a great deal of anger. And it must be dealt with whatever it is that has annoyed you to such an extent. There is no point going to war over it. Forgive, forget, and move on. Pisces, be careful when dealing with people who seem to say all the right things and in such a nice way because they could be setting you up for a big fall. The more someone promises they can make you rich, you know what? The more likely it is they're going to make you poor. Aries, as Uranus, planet of changes, moves back into your sign, you may be tempted to junk everything you've been doing, And start again from scratch. Well, you know what? Don't. Whatever your misgivings may be, you are actually making significant progress. So don't waste it. Taurus, today's sun, Neptune Link, will bring the generous and forgiving part of your nature to the fore. You will go out of your way to do things for people, even if you think they don't really deserve it. You can't be bothered with the blame game anymore. Gemini, by all means, help someone who's going through a bad time. But you know what? Don't fall into the trap of thinking you must be there for them every time. At some stage, they are going to have to take a look and learn to take care of themselves. Maybe that stage should start today. Cancer, if someone tries to make a big deal of something you think is of no importance, just ignore them. You don't have to see the situation from their point of view. You don't have to know where they're coming from. Put your own needs first. Leo, jealousy could rear its ugly head today. And if it does, you must deal with it ruthlessly. Whether it is you who is jealous of someone else's success or someone else who is jealous of your success, there can be no place for negative feelings. Virgo, nothing will daunt you over the next 24 hours. Somewhere deep inside you, you know with absolute certainty that what you're doing is right and that the universe will guide and protect you. How can you be defeated when you feel so positive? Libra, don't waste time trying to defend yourself against other people's accusations and snide asides. Just ignore them with grand contempt and carry on as before. The fact that they oppose you so strongly means you must be doing something right. Scorpio, you've been pushing yourself hard of late and will continue to exert maximum effort over the next few weeks, and that's good. But give yourself a break now and again. It's not only your physical batteries that need recharging, you know, but your mental ones too. Sagittarius, you have so many opportunities to choose from at the moment that it may be a bit confusing. How do you know which is the right one for you? Slow down your mind a bit and let your inner voice speak to you. It knows what you need. Capricorn, you must stay focused today because if you allow your thoughts to wander even a little bit, 
they may end up miles from where they should be. Your imagination should be your tool, not your master. So tame it. Make it work for you. And today's birthday is you have always been a creative sort, but over the next 12 months, your ability to make something out of nothing will increase dramatically. So listen, don't focus on making money or boosting your reputation. The best thing to do is focus on what you can give back to the world. And if you were born today, you are a dynamic, passionate person who has a lot to give, but who also expects the same level of commitment in return. You're determined to follow through on your own commitments and responsibilities, and you generally do what it takes to achieve your goals. Your charisma sets you apart from others, and you find that others quite easily respect you, willing to help out, but never a pushover. You know your limits, and you don't have much trouble communicating them. You are somewhat of a perfectionist, and your tendency to try to control things is most apparent in your career and on the home front. You are an executive, but you also know the value of teamwork and charm, so you don't come on too strong. Your distaste for the superficial is marked. Famous people born today include Sally Field, Ethan Hawke, Maria Shriver, Pat Tillman, Emma Stone, Taryn Manning. Happy birthday, Scorpios! Today in Rock, November 6th, 1953, Britain's BBC restricted the airing of two songs, Frankie Lane's Answer Me and Lee Lawrence's Crying in the Chapel, after religious groups had objected to the lyrics. 1960, Elvis traveled to L.A. to begin filming Wild in the Country, in which he portrayed a troubled young man from a dysfunctional family who pursued a literary career. 1961, Jimmy Dean's Big Bad John became the 100th U.S. number one single of the rock and roll era. It would prove to be his only number one, although he would have another top 10 record with PT-109 the next year. Jimmy said he wrote the song in an hour and a half, while flying to Nashville for a recording session. In 1964, during their first promotional visit to the UK, the Beach Boys appeared live on TV's Ready, Steady, Go. 1965, after the success of Satisfaction, the Rolling Stones topped the Billboard Hot 100 for the second time with Get Off of My Cloud. Keith Richards would later say, I never dug it as a record. The chorus was a nice idea, but we rushed it as the follow-up. That same year, Bill Graham opened the Fillmore West in San Francisco as a West Coast partner to his Fillmore East in New York City. The venue was a launching pad for the Jefferson Airplane, the Grateful Dead, Big Brother and the Holding Company, and many others. Uh, Both sites remained in operation until 1971. 1968, the Monkees 
three quarters of a million dollar feature film, Head, debuted in New York, and instead of being aimed at their target audience of teeny boppers, the flick contained a dark theme about the manipulation of the group, seemingly pointless walk-on appearances by inappropriate guests, and scenes of Vietnam War atrocities. The reviews were harsh, and the picture was a box office disaster. 1971, Cher scored her first solo U.S. number one hit with Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves. And it also reached number four in the U.K. In 1972, after a show at Imperial College in London, New York Dolls drummer, 21-year-old Billy Mercha, is accidentally suffocated when his girlfriend tried to wake him up by forcing him to drink coffee after he passed out from drugs and alcohol. I'm thinking from this that he aspirated, and that's just awful. 1973, singer Graham Parsons' manager, Phil Kaufman, is fined $300. Why? For stealing Parsons' body from the L.A. International Airport. After he took the body, Kaufman had it cremated instead of taking it to the funeral home. Kaufman claimed it was Parsons' wish to be cremated. Okay, 1975, the Sex Pistols played their first show at St. Martin's School of Art in London. That performance lasted a full 10 minutes. In 1976, the Steve Miller Band scored their second U.S. number one hit, Rockin' Me, made number 11 in the U.K. In 1979, at London's Hammersmith Odeon, Paul Simon kicked off a tour of the U.K., by buying a drink for each member of the audience and that cost was 1,000 pounds or $2,000. 1982, the Oscar-winning song from the movie An Officer and a Gentleman, Up Where We Belong by Joe Cocker and Jennifer Warnes led the U.S. hit parade And although their contrasting styles complemented each other perfectly, the singers had never met each other until the day they recorded that song. In 1993, Meatloaf had the number one song in the U.S. with I'd Do Anything for Love, But I Won't Do That. It was the first we'd heard from him since his giant hit album, Bat Outta Hell, in 1977. In 1998, Don Julian, who led the Larks on their 1964 number seven hit, The Jerk, died of pneumonia at the age of 61. And in 2006, 59 year old British singer and actress Marianne Faithful announced that she had fully recovered from breast cancer and planned to resume her postponed world tour. In 2007, Meatloaf again was forced to cancel his European tour after developing a cyst on his vocal cords. Fortunately, only minor surgery was required and he was able to continue his career about a month later. 2008, Daryl Hall and John Oates launched a lawsuit against music publisher Warner Chapel Music in Manhattan Supreme Court, accusing the company 
of failing to protect the copyright to their 1982 hit Man Eater after an unidentified singer had used the song in a 2006 recording. In 2015, over 38 years after his death, Elvis Presley topped the UK album chart for a 12th time with If I Can Dream, a collection of Elvis classics featuring the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. That feat meant that Elvis has had more UK number one albums than any other male solo artist. And that same year, BBC Radio 4 gave the Ronettes, I'd much rather be with the girls, its first airplay in the UK, marking the first release in over 50 years. Originally written in 1964 by Keith Richards and Andrew Oldham as I'd much rather be with the boys, Ronnie Spector recently recorded the song in New York with her late sister Estelle's daughter and a cousin singing backup. And this was your day in rock. So a guy meets a woman at the bar and says, Hey, would you sleep with me for $100? And the woman turns to him and says, Of course not. And the man says, Damn, I could really use the money. So just in case you live under a rock, it's election day. Yes, it is. And, uh... In case you do live under a rock, Google changed their search engine from Google to go vote today. Um, So here's some great U.S. Election Day trivia, courtesy of the Farmer's Almanac. Number one, why a Tuesday in November? Well, now, in 1792... A law officially designated this day as election day each year because this guaranteed that no more than 34 days could pass between the first Wednesday in December, which is when the Electoral College met to vote on the president and vice president. An early November date was also considered a wise idea because it enabled more voters to go to the polls. You know, back then, most Americans were farmers. So this state ensured that farmers weren't trying to find some time to vote during the busy harvest season. But the date wasn't so late in the year that the voters needed to battle winter storms while they walked, rode horses, or drove buggies to the polls. Number two, prison votes. Felons in both Maine and Vermont are allowed to vote and have been allowed since those states were founded in 1820 and 1872, respectively. Never voted, number three. President Zachary Taylor never once voted prior to his electoral victory. He never voted, and he kept his political beliefs a secret all the way up to his 1848 election. Number four, ages young and old, Theodore Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt, was the youngest person to ever become president. He was only 42 years old and as William McKinley's vice president became president when McKinley was assassinated. 
And President John F. Kennedy was the youngest to be elected to the office, aged 43 years when he was elected. Who are the oldest presidents? Donald Trump is the oldest to be elected at 70 years of age, while Ronald Reagan was the oldest to hold the office. He was 77 years old when his presidency came to a close. Number five, raise your hand. In the early days, votes were not cast by a secret ballot, but by raising hands or by voice. By the mid-1800s, some states were using paper ballots, but voters or party leaders were responsible for bringing the ballots to the polls and the votes were public. Massachusetts was the first state to pass a law requiring ballots to be kept secret in 1888. And that trend spread across the U.S. And in 1891, Kentucky was the last state to adopt this law. Number six, old enough to vote. The legal voting age across the U.S. was once 21. But in 1943, Georgia became the first state to lower the legal voting age to 18. This became an official part of the U.S. Constitution when the 26th Amendment was ratified in 1971, which is not that long ago. Number seven, get to the polls. About 60% on average turn out for presidential elections, while only 40% come to the polls during midterm elections. For local elections, the turnout is even lower, with an average of about 26% of voters turning out and some mayors have been elected with fewer than 10% of eligible voters coming to the polls. Number eight, boozy campaigns. George Washington's entire campaign budget for his 1758 election to the House of Burgesses was spent on liquor, 50 British pounds to purchase 160 gallons of alcohol that was given to 390 voters. This was a tradition in England, one that Washington borrowed and employed in Virginia. Number nine, the 19th Amendment was adopted in 1920, giving women the right to vote. And since 1964, more women voters have gone to the polls than male voters during presidential election years. And number 10, Gerald Ford, is the only person who served as president and vice president without having been elected to either office. Hey, this was your election day trivia. I hope you go out and vote. I'm going to go in a little bit. Take care and I'll see you again soon.